Do you have a hard time landing your first medical coding position or keep hitting the wall of every position that requires at least three years of hands-on coding experience? If you are credentialed but still have a hard time getting hired, the renowned talent one-on-one coaching program is perfect for you. You will work closely with Bertram Lansico on your resume, social media presence, interview training, and access to companies who hire entry-level talent. Bonuses include resume templates, relevant resume keywords, and encoder access. Please visit renowntalent.com and tell them you heard about this coaching program through the NEC podcast. Again, please visit renowntalent, R-E-N-O-W-N, talent.com and tell them you heard about this coaching program through the NEC podcast. Looking for a convenient, cost-effective solution for interventional radiology coding training? Check out Cracking the IR Code, Mastering Interventional Radiology and Cardiology Coding Online Education, created by interventional radiology coding expert Stacy Buck of RadRx. This comprehensive online training offers access to content for one year, Q&A support available during your one-year enrollment period, hundreds of coding scenarios, and actual operative reports. What are you waiting for? It's time to earn that specialty credential. Go to RadRx for additional testimonials and information, and use our promo code GEEK10 for special pricing. Again, go to RadRx and use our promo code GEEK10 for special pricing. You are listening. You are listening. You're listening to Do Not to Not Elsewhere. Not Elsewhere. Elsewhere. Elsewhere Classified. Welcome to Not Elsewhere Classified, a podcast about the medical coding, health information technology, and clinical documentation improvement community. I'm your host, Brian Kui. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Not Ultra Classified podcast. If you're listening to this podcast for the first time, welcome. Over 70% of our listeners listen to this podcast through their iPhone. So please pick up your Apple device, go to Apple Podcasts, and leave our show a five-star rating and a review. You can check out Medical Coding Geek and the Not Ultra Classified podcast on social media, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and also you can check out our YouTube channel, Medical Coding Geek. You could check out our Facebook groups by going to medicalcodinggeek.com slash services. And while you're there, if you need a speaker or would like to sponsor our podcast or videos to help promote your brand or service, please feel free to reach out to us. And of course, you could find me, Brian Kui. My last name is spelled C-U-I on LinkedIn. So today in the podcast, I have Sabita Ramnerace. Sabita was the individual who hired me in my first position as a clinical documentation improvement specialist. In this two-part episode, we talk about her beginnings in health information management and medical coding. We also talk about how she transitioned into clinical documentation integrity way back when, when it first started. This happened to be pre-association of clinical documentation improvement specialists. We reminisce on how I got hired as a clinical documentation improvement specialist 
and we walk through my painful process of training to be a CDI specialist. And we finish this episode talking about how she acquired medical coding on top of CDI and how she had to get the team to be a cohesive unit. So without further ado, here is part one of my interview with Sabita Ramirez. Enjoy. All right, everybody, welcome to the Not Also Classified podcast. Today is a special episode. (laughs) I've been wanting to do this episode for such a long time, and I guess today is the right time to do it. Today on the podcast, I have my former boss. You guys have been, I guess you know me in, in terms of CDI, Clinical Documentation Integrity, well, this is the lady who hired me <laughs> back in 2006. For those people who attended my presentations, listened to my timeline, listened to the YouTube channel, I always say back in 2006, I was hired as a CDI with just my RHIA. Well, this is the lady who did it. So I want to welcome onto the podcast, Sabita Ramirez. How are you, Sabita? Hi, Brian. I'm doing good. How are you? Thanks for having me. You're welcome. I'm, I'm very honored to have you on. Um, we just chat a little bit uh, earlier, so I know we have a lot to talk about because there's some stuff yeah. that, especially when I work with you, <laughs> some stories <laughs> that we, could, we can kind of chat about. Um, but without further ado, let's jump into the first question, right? Because everybody knows you're my boss, uh, was my boss, but you, you know, you're 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 one, you're you're the probably the, I mean, one of the cool, coolest bosses I know because I've had okay bosses and then my current boss now she's great you know Mm level-headed and so forth um but let's just jump in it because otherwise i'll be talking about you all the time the whole entire (laughs) podcast i don't mind you can talk (laughs) you're just gonna sit there and let me give you a (laughs) all right let's let's get to the first question uh sabita where did you come from and how did you get to where you are today so Brian, as you know, I think we talked earlier, yeah. um, I was I was born, I wasn't born in the US, I was born in Guyana in South America. And uh, as an immigrant, I was I was about eight years old when we migrated over to the US, uh, Florida, mm-hmm. that well, and decided that um, uh, we went to school here, me and my sisters, and it was uh, a new adventure, I'd have to say. Mm-hmm. Um, fast forward a few years after school, I decided to attend um, FIU, and that's when I decided to get my HIM degree. At the time, you, you're like, no, I don't, I don't know if anyone says, you know what, I want to go get an HIM degree mm-hmm. or or become an RHIA. Um, I think I sort of just fell into it, uh, looking through the catalogs and and decided what is it that I wanted to do. I did. I don't know if you know this, I did take um, anatomy physiology class because I was pre-med initially. I don't think I ever told you No. And I went into the lab piece looking and then they had like cadavers and the smell just threw me off. And I'm like, (laughs) I mean, I'll gag at everything. And the smell just, I just knew it wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, looking back, I think I made the right decision. I'm more, I'm more of a, I love leading. So I'm, I, yeah. I think I fell into the right, um, in, into the right career. But um, while at FIU, I, um, I, I, you know, I just, I remember my, my professors just sort of saying, 
you know, when you get this degree, you're 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 going to you're, you're not going to have enough experience. You know, you talk, listen to hear um, you say about me hiring you with just your RHIA. You're gonna you're gonna need someone to take a chance on you, mm. right? So uh, I decided there was while I was living in Miami and and going to school at FIU, I decided there was a local hospital there, and I decided let me just be a candy striper. Mm. And I really was a candy striper. Mm. I went in and I volunteered in the medical records department with my little candy striper apron on. <laughs> and uh, I was a permanent fault. Uh, I did like stickers, uh, stickering the charts with the terminal digits. And somebody tapped me on the shoulder. They saw me there for about, I think I was doing it six months. Uh, I was working for free, um, yeah. probably about four to 10 hours a week after I went to school and they tapped me on the shoulder and said, you know what, we have an open position. How would you like to apply? And it was a permanent file clerk. And I said, sure. So I went and took the position. Uh, that only lasted a couple of months because they promoted me again to a physician analyst. So, um, so I, I did that for about a year and uh, loved it while I was going to school, getting my degree. And then after, um, uh, after that, I, I got my uh, RHIA degree and moved into coding. Mm-hmm. Um, after successfully passing my RHIA, I decided I wanted more. You know, that's I think you know that about me. I'm, I'm always wanting more and, yeah. and doing more. And I decided to um, try, uh, apply to a couple of consulting companies. And um, I got accepted to one of them and, and decided to go into the traveling world of coding. Uh, first job, believe it or not, uh, right after leaving my just regular coding job, yeah. uh, Detroit Medical Center. Wow. Yeah. Uh, a little scary. I was uh, probably about 24 years old. Mm-hmm. And if you ask me if I was that scared going there at that time, because I worked at Detroit receiving, um, it was, I, I, I don't even remember ever being scared, to be honest, you know, uh, but it was, a, I learned so much. They had a lot of, um, I worked for the DMC. There's about three or four uh, hospitals there. And I learned a lot, mm-hmm. I have to say. And then from there, I just kept traveling on. Um, and enjoying the traveling. I was in Alaska for about two to three years. Wow. That was an experience. Um, and, you know, you, I would I would stay there probably about uh, 20 to 25 days at a time. Because when you come home, you just want to stay home for, a, a, you know, a whole week and right. just veg out. <laughs> Defrost. <laughs> yes. But it was, it was, that was, I felt like the consulting, um, in me helped me to realize I like to go in and fix things. Mm. I I like to go in if there's a backlog, if there's a process uh, that I need to look at, or you know, however I can I can help to um, make things better for the organization, processy structure, yeah. um, and it it was just it, I love HIM. I think it's because of uh, the amount of people I was able to help. Too, mm. um, I feel that I like to promote from within. I like to take on candidates and, and train them and motivate them to want more and promote growth. Uh, and you know, I talked to you just recently about a couple of individuals who always tell me, thank you so much, because if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have gotten in or gotten this far. Yeah. You know? um, but I, I like to see the people under me move on and, and move on. So what was, what was, um, Alaska like like I know it's cold but like it's very cold (laughs) 
so I was in at Fairbanks. So I worked mm-hmm. at the local hospital there, um, Fairbanks Memorial. Really, really wonderful people. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to say, they you have to plug your cars in. So if it gets below minus 20, Yikes. make sure you plug your car in. I think the coldest I saw was minus 60. Yeesh. And it's very dry. It's not wet. Mm-hmm. So as long as you're layered, you're 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 good, you know, layered yeah. clothing. Um, but again, if you don't plug your cars in, you there's just it, there's no starting your car the next day. <laughs> um, but it was it was definitely, you know, again, the even in the summertime, come the sun is out at midnight. Yeah. In the wintertime, it's it's a complete opposite. You know, just probably a couple of hours of um, of, of sunlight. So, but I, I was fortunate to see the northern lights, and to me, yeah. it was like a yeah. it was a common thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and that was that was a really nice experience. I was able to do a lot of the tourism there, the Denali Park. I did uh, China Hot Springs. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got I got to do a lot of things even in the winter time that you know typically if you live in the on the east coast you'll only go in the summer right but i got to do a lot of tur- touristy things there uh there was a handful of women that really took me under their wing and and they worked for me too you Did know they? they were they were my coders and or and they it was just a great great group of women yeah my, my wife you know she works er night shift and she says why can't we just move to alaska where it is <laughs> where it's you know dark for a certain period of time i'm yeah. like so like when it's when it's dark all the time, I mean, I, I would be confused. Like if you, if, you know, would yes. You... Well, I'll tell you what everyone did. They they had these very thick shades. Mm. Sometimes I even saw people put like foil wrapping on their windows, yeah, yeah. so the the sunlight, you know, and that would be obviously in the um in the in the summertime because of the um yeah the sun yeah. being out and all that. So, but everybody had thick shades. They were pretty much very um you know, well seasoned on it. Mm-hmm. But um, a lot of, uh, I saw a lot of, um, you know, from the the records and everything, a lot of uh, substance abuse. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. know if it, a lot of it was due to the, um, uh, the you know, the daylight and sunlight issue. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, it was very different. A lot of mental conditions. Yeah. Um, it's very, very different. Because it's um, kind of secluded, right? So what, what do yes. you, you know, that's, uh, yeah. that's probably would contribute to all of that. Yeah, it, it is. And then also, like, and even if you were in a different part, like Anchorage, Anchorage really didn't have that sort of a sunlight, daylight, you know, the, the daylight and, and darkness type of thing. Mm-hmm. So Interesting. So yeah. let's continue. I know you were very early on with, with CDI, right? So mm-hmm. I always gave the story, like, um, when I was an HIM technician, right? That's the, like, around, I would like to say 2005, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I know the the consulting company that came in for the hospital uh, came in and uh, I, I tell the story like the, the first, I guess, taste of CDI was the senior coders. You know mm-hmm. who that you know who they are. <laughs> OK. <laughs> All right. Yes, you know who they are. You know how their mentality is. You know how how they still how... talk to me today. <laughs> they do. They? OK, cool. And uh, the consulting company. They're like they're like this, you know, like like you know, hands crossed and so forth, and um, and that was the taste that that I when I when I was an HIM technician before I became an HIM director, that was the taste of CDI that I had. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, oh, I don't know if I want to do CDI, and then mm-hmm. um, and then 
after that, I did a year as an HIM director. Um, the same thing. You you see the problems. It was all paper based. It was mm-hmm. uh, they didn't file by terminal digit. They were filing by last name. It was wow. ridiculous. They had no medical record. They had a medical record, but they didn't want to use it. Like mm-hmm. you know, so mm-hmm. I tried to implement all of that. They called it medical record. So when I asked them to please address this department as HIM and like everybody was confused when they called the department. Um, but I did all that. I, I inventoried everything. But anyways, so I get a call back from the HR director. You remember her, who she was? British. Remember her? Oh, Marjorie. Marjorie. <laughs> Marjorie Brambry. Remember her? Yes. So I get, yes. I get a call. I never told this story, but I get a call from her and um, it's a British accent. Mm-hmm. Hello, Brian. Hello, Brian. And so, <laughs> you know, and and she would explain to me all of this and I'm like CDI that the last taste of my you know the last taste that I got was people are you know agreeing to disagree and and all of that and so did so, you apply to the position no she came to me I don't know how she that's that's what I want to ask you because she oh my gosh she, I did not know that. yeah she came to me she came to me out of the blue and I was just so how did she could she have searched you up on um, probably because I was still yeah. in the database and I had an RHIA. That's, oh, that's could be it. That's yeah. that's what she did. And so she I mean, I didn't I did not I was not seeking the position at all. I was not. And so she calls me and she says she, she lays it out and she says, look, um, they're willing to train you. I'm like, OK. Uh, it's more pay. I'm like, okay, better than what I'm making now. <laughs> and then we're, and you remember at the time you, the, the department, I guess the, the hospital was giving a bonus. Yes. Right? And yes. so I'm like, 5,000. Yeah. Even yeah. better. Cause I just had my son, you know? And so <laughs> I'm like, all right, let's do this. So, yeah. um, yeah, let's walk through this process because then, um, I don't know who it was I had met first. So then, so the HR generalist British accent, and then I get over there. I probably had met her first because I had to go through her first. Yes. You right? probably went to her office first. Yeah, I went to her office first. Me. And then all of a sudden, this Chinese, is she Chinese? Chinese Jamaican? Is she? But she, but she, when I when I heard the voice, I thought like, you know, like an elderly granny with white hair. Right. <laughs> and so all of a sudden she comes out uh, beautiful Chinese. I think Chinese Jamaican lady with, with you know, I'm like. <laughs> yeah. Who's this lady? And so I'm Marjorie. I'm like, okay. And so from there, I think we did the interview. Uh, I believe it was just you and me, right? First? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. And so yep. I had no, I guess in the interview, I just said, look, you know, I don't know why I'm even here because, <laughs> but I told you what I know. Yeah. You were honest. I I felt that you were genuine. Um, you know, I, I done a lot of interviews and I and I could I, I, I can tell like a good judge of character. Mm. Um, and I think at that point when we had the program, um, we were just looking for people that we could train and knew that they would stay. Yeah. Um, and and just know that this is something that they wanted. And we, we took a chance. And, and and I felt that you you had all the characteristics as well. And and I can tell you this is something that you probably would have liked. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and especially liked, you know, but didn't like, but I will stick with it. That's that's I think that's the key. <laughs> yes, yes. But how long did you end up sticking with it? Hello, <laughs> twelve years. 
So for those that that are wondering, I'm I'm a very loyal employee. Like you I, are. I, I will I you will are. stick it through the end. Like even if it's really bad, I'll stay there because mm-hmm. I think like um, I'm hiring too. I just think they. Oh, <laughs> is it remote? <laughs> is it remote? Okay. Um, but but uh, I I know like people who because i guess we could talk about this too like you know there are people who jump from job to job one year two years right but me i'm i guess i'm different like i'll stay for a really long time only mm-hmm. because like if i'm if i'm in it two years i felt it like i i just started like right mm-hmm. now i'm in i'm three years into my current job and in, in clinical mm-hmm. validation and I still feel like I need more. Like I still mm-hmm. need more into it. The same way that you have that mentality as well. Like yeah, what goes yeah. beyond what I do, right? What is it that I that what I'm doing now? How does it affect everything else? You know. Right. So that's what I kept on thinking. And and even though I'm doing the same thing, queries, placing queries, talking to doctors, you know, starting new cases, follow up new cases, I'm always thinking about like what's what's whatever i'm doing here what is this how does it affect the bottom line right you know and what's how your, but uh, what's your why behind it too yeah. you know mm. and i think the, the when i used to start coding or even you know i would go up on the floors with you guys yeah. and even as your your boss and review charts i felt like each one was a story you know, and and especially when we build those queries and when we presented clinical indicators and the win that, you know, yeah. think about the win that we had afterwards um, that helped the, the facility that we were at. Um, and, and it was all valid, valid queries. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, it's just it based in on something that wasn't documented. Yeah. Um, but to me, I saw I like that end result that we accomplished. We accomplished it, you know, so. Yeah, but it. But I understand what you mean. It's it's you feel like you still you're seeing more and more in what you're doing, even though you've only been there two years. Yeah. So like it's it's easy at a, at this certain point, but I guess at the, you know after so many years, you begin to what is it? What is it that I do? I begin to <laughs> philosophize. You know, like like there's a certain philosophy in CDI, or there's a certain philosophy now what I'm doing in clinical validation. So right now, I would like to get into appeals. Because I would mm. like to get into that those type of arguments and see, mm-hmm. you know, what does the hospital do versus what the insurance do. And I know it's a lot of gray areas, but I just don't see it. So, yeah. I, you know, I talk to a lot of professionals now and they tell me, like, the appeals process is so antiquated. You know, nobody's really considering building up certain systems and databases to keep track you know, of and all that's that. a great point. Yeah, because yeah, we do that. I do that now and I oversee that area and, and we, we pretty much get it in, um, in paper based, right, mm-hmm. you know. Um, whether you're getting something from the rack or or you're getting something from an insurance company and we're writing a letter, yeah. you know, defending it, whether it's documentation or clinical indicators. But that's a good point is putting it all into a system and everybody um, feeding, yeah. having that, that being able to access that particular system. And I mean, it's it's a wonderful point, I think. Yeah. So why don't you patent it, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> Project Resume can make your medical coding dreams come true. From resumes to interview skills to navigating a successful career, Project Resume has the advice you need from coders you can trust. See all that we have to offer at projectresume.net. Please make sure to reference Medical Coding Geek when you place your order. 
The Haugen Consulting Group offers healthcare consulting, education, and auditing services utilizing a team of industry experts specializing in leadership, project management, and assessments for HIM and patient access. Their auditors and educators are experts in facility and professional fee coding and offer education for ICD-10-CM, PCS, CPT, HIM, patient access, and revenue cycle. The Haugen Consulting Group is thrilled to be a partner with MedicalCodingGeek.com and the Not Also Classified podcast. Go to thehaugengroup.com/shop and use promo code Geek15 at checkout to receive a discount on webinars and desk aids. Again, go to thehaugengroup.com/shop and use our promo code Geek G E E K one five at checkout. So from there, I think, what, what, where were we at? The interview process, right? So from there, um, you gave me a test and I'm like, what is this? <laughs> I'm like, I, I totally guessed the whole thing. But I know when I looked at it, I know you, you gave a, or the department or the program gave a different test for coders and HIM mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. uh, a test for uh, nurses, right? Mm-hmm. And so the yep. one that I got... Um, to tell you the truth, I, I knew the format. I knew who created it because, yeah, <laughs> you don't know about this, right? You know who, who was the, the coding manager there, right, during the time? Yeah. Okay. So, yes. anyways, he was, I don't know if you know he went, he, he taught at FIU, yes. all right? Yes. And so, yes, now it's all making sense. <laughs> so then I looked at the, I looked at the test, I'm like, I could say his name, Elton. This is this yeah. is an Elton test, you know. I'm like, I I know, I just took this exam, right? I just I know <laughs> it's like it's it's fresh in my. You know what I did? I went back. I say I kept. I can't believe I'm telling you this. I I went back. I took. Did, did I? No, 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 no. It was on the spot, right? So I think I think I took the test. Yeah, it was on the spot. You couldn't take it with right, you. Right, 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 right. So I took the test, but then I went home. And I, I went to my I went to all of my stuff that I still had for for college and I'm flipping through and I'm like and it came to me. I'm like, this is an Elton test. This is such an Elton test. Right. Because he was Elton is my is my coding professor, which, by the way, I'm, I'm trying to hunt him down to to do a podcast. But anyways, I looked at it. And I'm like, this is an Elton test. So I, I knew right away how, what the format was. Um, I knew I knew which answers to specifically look at. I knew how to do a process of elimination at that point. Um, the one question that sticks out of my mind was a Quentin Kath. And I remember mm-hmm. going back, going back to the, to the, to the, the health department in the jail. And there was a, there was a physician there. I said, what's a Quentin Kath? Is it, this is for like dialysis, right? And she had to sit down and explain to me all of that. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. I think I got it right. And so she, <laughs> she didn't know what I was doing, but she says, yeah, I, I, that's what it is. And then I submitted the test and then I'm like, I don't think I'm going to pass because this is just a basic test. But then I did. Right. And then from there, it was a peer peer interview yes I yep, we have do you peer remember peer who interview. it was i know it was becky it was was it was it Les, was it leslie in there leslie was there okay was anna there then i don't remember i think anna was there and linda linda you remember linda yes linda yes okay so all four of you were there and then you weren't there oh were you i don't remember i think i was 
No, I don't think in peer in the peer interviews you don't you the the manager's not going to be there. Yeah, I've been in the certain ones we do now, right? Okay. But I I don't ask questions. But I thought I thought I was in the past, but I I don't remember to be honest. I don't remember if I was okay. there or not. So I knew I knew right away like okay, if I, if if I impressed Sabita, I have to do the same thing now times four. Uh, so for those that are listening, well, well, let's back up a little. How did you feel when you get the, when you got the call? So I'm going to turn the questions on you. Yeah, go ahead. How did you feel when you got the call that you were going to the next step in the, in the interview process? You know, I, I try not to worry, right? Like, uh, I think I've done so many, as I think I've done so many interviews at that point, like, like either you. Because here's the thing. When I was in H, when I was the HIM director, I was the one conducting the interviews, right? And I did so many interviews to know that I know your answers are fake, scripted, right? Because mm-hmm. they would say the same thing. I'm loyal, mm-hmm. dependent. This, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, I could literally just write a list behind my head. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to do. I want to write a full list of everything that's said in the interview and just put it behind me. And then people are going to like, Oh yeah, you're you're one of those, right? And so, <laughs> but uh, but I figured, I like I I knew when I was listening to them, I'm like, you can't come off as as scripted. You can't come no. off, you know. You have no. to. And what I, when I was hiring people, I was looking for somebody who's real, you know. Yeah. Give me a real person. I, I don't want, and I saw I don't want desperate people. You know, you want the job because you want the job. Right. Yeah. Uh, not because you're 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 fighting to get it. Like if you want it, it'll happen through your personality. So I mm-hmm. figured, let me just show my personality, I guess. Yeah. And what 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 do I have to lose? Because this is a job that I never wanted in the first place. Exactly. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so then when I interviewed, I'm like, oh, cool. She's like, you know, like because because when I was working with the with the with the jail system or whoever I was, um. Even before when I was an HIM technician, everybody was, you know, like older than me, right? Because I was back then, what, 25, right? Mm-hmm. 25, mm-hmm. 24. Uh, yeah, let's 20, not age ourselves. Yeah, okay. 22, 23. <laughs> <laughs> 22, 23, right? Back then. And uh, when I saw you, I'm like, cool, this is somebody who's, you know, somewhat around my age. You know, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. It, it felt good because like, you know, either really old and then here I am because I felt like, I felt like for me, or even new graduates too, when they're in their twenties, they feel like over. I felt overzealous, like I can, I can mm-hmm. attack the world, but then, like you know, I think sometimes there tends to be like, at least from the older generation, I feel like they tend to like, you know, you're young, calm down, you know, calm down a bit, uh, hold your horses because you know we're still in these roles and we want you to learn and stuff like that, and we tend to like, yeah. let's just let's just do it, you know, yeah. um, but going into your your question like i felt like if there's nothing else that i can say i'm just gonna show my personality i think the most important thing that i always try and do is make somebody laugh right yeah if i can make somebody laugh and and you know i felt the questions were easy because i I, i'm just coming from the jail i gave everything that you told me and everything every question that you gave me was everything from the jail system because i think Mm -hmm. the the goal of it was is how do you deal with um conflict well i could tell you a lot of conflict that i just dealt with in the past year you know and how i handled it well and and you know why that's done for because you you could interact with a a provider that you were trying to you know get a query and you just don't know what you're going to get sometimes Mm -hmm. you know so and and you answer that one well Mm -hmm. 
because I, 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 I figured if I can work in jail and I can handle inmates, I'm, I'm sure I can handle physicians. <laughs> no yeah. problem, you know. If I can handle deputies, I mean, I can handle physicians. No problem. I mean, I, that's how that that was my mentality going in. Like, okay, if I can handle these people, you know. And and I think the my only worry though was was the coding piece. That was my yeah. biggest worry. My second worry was the um, was the uh, was the clinical piece. Mm-hmm. I was so worried about that. And so, anyways, we you ended up hiring me, right? And I was okay. like, oh my god, really? <laughs> <laughs> like, I did it, I guess. And and what 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 really struck me was that I knew I was getting in a position that was very young, right? Or not a position, yeah. but a, but a but a. A position that in the industry it was very young. This was before mm-hmm. Actis. It was it's very new. Yeah, yes. before yes. Actis, before um, I know there were. I know they had the the guidelines out for for query process. I don't think maybe maybe they just developed those two, right? I think two thousand. Yeah, it was all just developed. But you know, with the company that we use, it was perfect because they did the training and mm. and 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 I think you went through all of that training. Yeah. Um, and that helps a lot. Yeah, uh, a whole lot. And then I remember uh, the first day, you paired me up with a nurse. I think that was that was the goal, right? If it was a yes. HIM person, you paired them up with a nurse. If it was a nurse, Correct. you paired them up with a coder. Mm-hmm. And so she took that me around. That seemed to get a lot of... Um, it, it's just... I felt like you guys fed off of each other. One oh, nurse, yeah. uh, and, and, and I think you, you, know, you learned clinicals, and you talked about coding guidelines and... Mm and coding clinics and and i think you kind of just learned from each other i felt like even during our meetings mm. uh, when we discussed cases we kind of just fed off of each other yeah you know? yeah it was good it was really good because i mean well for me i don't remember if you remember this because because one of the first trainings was on drgs right yes <laughs> and so whoever was training me i think was, who else was in it i think um leslie was there Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess you had everybody there that that because um, I know um, the team that you had there before was was hired six months before me. Correct, right? I Remember was one that. of those. I was one of those people right. when we started. Yeah, when I when I started the program there, I started day one mm. with the program. Yeah, I had just stopped traveling. Oh wow. Um, yeah, I decided that I wanted to start a family, mm. and I had just uh, I applied to a couple of facilities, one in Miami and and the one we were at, and um, you know I thought, oh, I'm living in Broward. Do I want to go to Miami? Do I want to come here? And I thought it, the drive alone was crazy, yeah. so I decided to to go to the facility where you and I were at. But when we came in, we were tr- we were all trained at the same time, mm-hmm. uh, which was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, with the with the representative from the company it was it was it was phenomenal training mm-hmm. I have to say and I think that made me to be the coder that I am today that I am able to uh, be a, a, a leader in coding mm-hmm. you know or even CDI yeah. uh, based on that training it, yeah. that's helpful yeah. and I've talked to a lot of other individuals who was in that training at different facilities now and they always go back to that training mm-hmm. to say that is what has helped them with their skills. Well, for me, <laughs> I I was struggling, right? So I, I know <laughs> I, <laughs> I was struggling. I'm like, here. So for those that are listening, DRGs, diagnosis related groups. That's how they taught the the CDI program, right? Just just the yes. foundation. If you start off with the, it's like you know, if you know DRGs, everything else will fall into place. Mm-hmm. Right, the principal diagnosis, the procedures, the secondary diagnoses, and this is during the time 
what DRG system was it? It was just DRG, right? This is before mm-hmm. MS DRG. It was an MS. Yeah, this was before, before APR DRGs was even yep. considered. Yeah. Um, and I remember you, you two, the trainer, and you were talking about it at that time. I remember that yeah. one time, right? So we were we were of, always one step ahead. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like it was because something that I'm like, what is the, all of this that you guys are talking about? SOIs, ROM. I'm like, yes, yes, yeah. yeah. Think, but remember, we queried for severity, and yeah. that wasn't even. We did a lot of severity queries mm-hmm. back then, even though it did not affect the yeah. DRG. Yeah, I remember because those. Um, back then we had um, PSIs mm-hmm. and hacks. We had patient safety indicators. Yeah, we had hospital acquired conditions. Yeah. So, um, and, and those were things that we wanted to query on just to make sure, uh, whether it was present admission or not, you know, and, and appropriate documentation, yeah. but we, that, that was a big thing for us back then. I think we did it very early. I have to say, yeah, no, because right. I've worked with some facilities that, that haven't even, that they don't even now, with it. um, not now, but within the last couple of years, yes. It, mm-hmm. You know, a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember, Definitely. I remember the training and I was so lost. And I know they kept on asking me questions. The trainer kept on asking me questions. And then I know, I remember Leslie looked at me. She's like, you don't know DRGs? <laughs> She's probably like, he's not going to make it. To I, like, I, I don't know anything. I, I don't know. But I, I'll tell you the truth. By the, by the time it finished, the end of the, end of the thing, I, it finally like clicked, right? I, it finally clicked in a way that, okay, um, DRGs, CCs, MCCs. I know there's opportunities to the the the, the quote unquote phrase optimize, right? Um, mm-hmm. And and all of that. So it finally clicked, and I'm like, okay, I th- I think I got my bearing street. But the thing is that when even getting into um, CDI, I kept on neglecting the clinical side, and because the thing is, I didn't have that really hands on coding approach. I kept on coding the charts, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember mm-hmm. one advice you get, you told you told everybody. You are not. <laughs> you, remember, you are not. You the are coder. not a coder, Brian. You are a CDI. And but the thing is, I kind of like. I still don't know what the heck I'm. I'm still gonna code the charts because I, you know, because the problem was, well, well, the well, the process, not the problem, but the process was, uh, you know, you you would um initial DRG, right? You assign mm-hmm. it, but I didn't even know what the mm-hmm. heck I was assigning. I don't know if the principal <laughs> diagnosis was correct, and then I would get back. Uh, you know these these uh, reconciliations from the coder or mm-hmm. whatever it may be, and I think if if you were if you were in my shoes, that was the best way to learn, right? Yes, because yes. and I made so many mistakes. <laughs> right? Yeah, but the reconciliation process was the best way to learn because you were reconciling your DRG mm. with the coder's DRG, and trust me, those and the coders really defended yeah. their DRG. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was crazy. Um, and then at some point, um, I forgot what year it was, but anyway, I think, I know it was two to three years in as a CDI. Cause remember mm-hmm. how long, when did you, when did you leave? When did you leave the CDI position? I think in 09. 09. So yeah. 2000. So I was like three to four, like, yeah. So you were there like four years. Uh, I was there a little over five, five years. I started in 2004. Okay. So it's 04, mm-hmm. 05. So I know it was like, cause I usually get a two to three year itch, right? Like, uh, you know, like I have, it I now. have a five year, <laughs> you have a five year itch <laughs> for me. It's only two to three years. And like, Oh, should I stay? Like, you know, and I always get to that point. Like, Oh, Oh, should I be looking? And, and I, I, I know after so many, you know, jobs, I'm like, okay, 
I think I could just handle this and move on. But anyways, um, two to three year itch. I know we were kind of like rolling right with a CDI program and everybody was trained and we were, we had retained some good staff. And yes. then um, yeah. and that's the thing. We had a very good team, very cohesive team. Um, and uh, oh, let's talk about that. So w- what's great about the, the cohesive team, right? And yeah. we could we could tell stories about this is that we would uh, I know we ate breakfast together. We yes. ate lunch together um, when the HIM department was so was being renovated. Right. And then we got a new lunchroom. We went there. Yes. But the yeah. thing is, we were so freaking loud. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you guys are always loud. <laughs> you guys were always getting in trouble. <laughs> we were, so that's the thing. We were we, so breakfast loud. We were the loudest one in the in the in the cafeteria. And then lunch, we were loud. Like everybody was like, who, who, who are these people? You know, oh, we're CDI. But the one thing I liked, you guys, we had you wear white coats. Yes. I remember that. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I think that, you know, uh, the appearance was, was definitely important. And I think you guys stuck out a lot, which was in a good way. Yeah. You know. And we also had those um, uh, computer on wheels. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I was just going to go there. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I, they don't. Um, I don't know if we can say cows, but that's pretty much what we call them. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's uh, the one thing I think I remember a lot was being able, because I think I was over the coders and the, the CDIs at one point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we had our cohesive meetings together. We had monthly meetings together. Mm-hmm. We talked about cases. So even if we were doing any kind of education on coding or guidelines or any changes, you guys got the same information mm-hmm. at the same time. And I think that that team was a, was an amazing team, I have to say. Right. I remember you started off with, with CDI, then you acquired, right, the coding team. Yes. Right? Yes. And After the, the manager retired. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I know you had the job of bringing them together. Yes. Right? That was very difficult uh, in the beginning. <laughs> because when I first got there, you know, I'm this... You, you mentioned how young we were, right? <laughs> um, somebody had, had, I mean, one person told me that she'd been there before I was born. And it's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, but, and then, you know, just think about the, uh, being a young person and going in and saying, you know, I, I would have coded it this way. And the impression was, well, who are you to come tell me when I yeah. should be coding? I've been coding longer than you, yeah. you know? And I think that was the biggest thing. And, and just, I, I think, um, you know, being where we are today and looking back is your approach on things too. Maybe I would have approached it a little differently mm-hmm. and um, not be, um, not maybe be so intimidating or anything like that. Right. Um, but I think it was just not, no one wanting to be able to say that this needed a correction or there was an error here. Um, and I think it was just, it, 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 there was a lot of trial and error, but it, it worked. Mm-hmm. It, it finally worked. Uh, I don't know how we did it, <laughs> or uh, but I think it was just us meshing as a team. Yeah, you know, because I know, um, I know one of the one of the issues was you know we were taught this way. We were we were that, yeah, this is how we code, right. and that was yes, it. That is not what we were told to do, and we've done it like this. We've done it like this for many years. Mm-hmm. But then I think That's you also apply the CDI, you know, education also like, look, you got this is the coding yes. approach, but then also look at it clinically. 
Um, and so they kind of opened their eyes a little bit more, kind of yeah. relaxed. Yeah. So I remember I, I I watched it, right? I observed it. You guys were like mm-hmm. like this. Yes. <laughs> like this. And then yeah. all of a sudden, um, yeah. I guess when you have that common goal and you kind of relay it to them, look, I'm not... Yeah. I, this is what I figured. It, you you portray to them like, look, I'm not against you. We need to be together on this. So yeah. I think also when we when we worked when they saw us in CDI, they thought like these guys are just having fun, you know. <laughs> so there you have it. That is part one of my interview with Sabita Ramrace. You could find Sabita on LinkedIn, and I believe the last post that she put on LinkedIn was a request for job applicants i believe for a coding manager so please check out that post and let her know that brian sent you and also i wanted to announce that our youtube channel reached 300 subscribers i'm very excited about that and i transitioned over to a vlog format that will be scheduled to premiere videos on monday and thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you want to watch me get my camera, talk about random topics in medical coding, HIM, and CDI, please check out the Medical Coding Geek YouTube channel. Medicalcodinggeek.com